Welcome to Size Eyes, the life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Fully Content series, where content is king, but its wisdom is the kingdom. Where learning is simultaneously a convergent and divergent experience, where the threads of all the content consumed connect to form a mesmerizing web of infinite understanding. This series explores my unique insights, learnings, and connections with books, podcasts, articles, documentaries, and any other forms of content that I consume. Ultimately, though, all this knowledge is only a rumor until it is in the muscle. All right, welcome back to another episode, Fully Content Series. This time we're going to be taking a look at The First 90 Days by Michael Watkins. This is a good book, written about 20 years ago, but pretty timeless for any business, any organization. So let's go through the insights there. Big thing is the break-even point. That's one of the biggest things that it pointed my mind to, which is, well, so let me give some context first. This book isn't really about, uh, what's the title here? Critical Success Strategies for New Leaders at All Levels. So there's a lot of books on how you should organize as a company, etc. the people that you should hire, a lot of books on the people that you bring in, but his niche is focusing on that transition, those first 90 days, when that onboarding plan, the 90-day plan, etc. So that's what this is about. So in that context, he talks about the break-even point of how quickly someone ramps on. Because when during the process of onboarding with onboarding, it takes a few months for them to get up to speed with organizational culture, understanding the history, how they can make an impact, what they were brought on to do, asking the right questions, who they're going to be working with, etc. And getting them to a break-even point as quickly as possible is the key that he talks about. So he mentions that there is a break-even point about 6.2 months. The break-even point is the point at which the total value that they've created equals the total value that they've taken. So when they when someone is starting out, they're at the bottom most point, which is they're going to be taking the most amount of energy from someone else because they need that time to ramp up. So it's going to take an onboarding process, you know, onboarding manager, plus maybe other people's time, like a hiring manager, like HR, etc. So over time, they'll be learning things and they'll start to do tasks, they'll start to have processes that they manage or things that they have input with. So over time, that energy, you know, per day or per week will reduce, but it's still a negative. And if you think about it like an integral, the area under the curve, in this case below, above the curve since it's below zero, it's still negative. Now there's a point, let's say three months in, where they start during that onboarding process, they're complete. Now they're starting to provide value. So then it, he says it takes about average of you know three, three point two months 
after that to actually have them have the total output after that be equal to the amount of energy that they took before. So then the question is, how can we shorten that time frame from that average of six months to five months to four months to three months? How can we get them providing value, value to the company quicker? And that's a pretty big mindset shift. Yeah, or not even a shift, it's just a eye-opening to hear it that way. And it's going to be key for us at TU and Laundry Lab because we're going to be already hiring, already hired a lot of people new who started in January. And we're going to be bringing on, you know, 15, 20, 25 people in the next six months, 12 months. So this mindset is going to be key to systemizing how we can scale Right, because like right now we have we don't at least from what I've understood and been privy to, there's not as much of an onboarding process currently. It's really up to the onboarding manager of how they want to tackle it. And it's gonna be different for obviously the levels. If we're onboarding a VP of marketing, for example, it's gonna be different from an entry level position that we hire for. But there's nothing really after the hiring, after the hire has been made, there's not a system in place to help the onboarding manager do that. And that's one of the big things here. It's really, this is a book about systems thinking for the transition process. And just like Atomic Habits, this is a book about systems applied to the habit, habitual context. This is systems thinking in the new leader transition process. And what he really mentions is it's beyond sink or swim, which means people will rise to their level of talent and competence. But if you're relying solely on that, then the organization has failed. And seeing people who succeed in that sink or swim model is, is a fallacy, is a trap to identifying those good people because then you're putting the blame or the incompetence or the lack of results on the people and not on the system and the organization. Of course, it's a balance of both. But focusing on one or the other is not a balanced approach. Got to have both aspects there. Another thing he talks about is understanding what type of organization type it is. So, I mean, this is probably more useful for people at higher levels of an organization but it's applicable for anyone so he talks about there's four types of organizations and he puts it in a framework called stars so st a is lowercase and then rs so s is startup so that's like you're building something new it doesn't need to actually be a startup startup but it's like you're building something new even within an existing organization maybe a new organization, a new product line, etc. It's like a startup organization. Then there's a turnaround. Turnaround is something the business is in trouble and you have to get it back on track. Next is realignment, which is revisiting something that's drifting into trouble. And then sustained success is preserving the vitality of the organization. So these are the four main types of organizations that he talks about and gives context to throughout the rest of the book. 
And then he also diagrams out the different cycles that are there. Like the growth cycle is the one that happens between the startup and the sustained success. Because if you just sustain success without any growth, then you're with everyone else's growth and you may actually be decreasing. So you always have to be improving, innovating, growing, etc. Then there's a recovery cycle between like realignment and sustained success. Because if you're sustaining success and you've fallen off a little bit, you, you, it's not a turnaround, a full turnaround, but you're just realigning a few things, realigning the organization, whatever it is, to recover and then maybe go into that growth cycle. And then there's a crisis cycle, which is, you know, uh, between realignment, turnaround, and sustained success. So if, if you need realignment, if you fail that, then you're going to need to be in full turnaround mode and you need to hire the right people for that. And then if you do turn around, then okay, then it's, you gotta keep the success and then you can maybe transition to the growth cycle. So all this is just a framework for understanding what type of organization you're currently in and applying the different principles that are in the remainder of the book appropriately. So really this book is a book about discernment of when to use what frameworks. And he has a lot of that in the book since he was a Harvard Business Review person. So it's going to be very framework heavy. And it was beneficial for me reading it like that as well. Uh, another thing, it was a small thing that he mentioned, but big thing when put into the context of me and my life and at work is it's much easier to say no first and then say yes rather than saying yes first and then saying no especially with priorities, we're always yes, yes man, yes woman at the company who, when we say yes, in, instinctively, of course we want to take the initiative, take on youth responsibilities, etc. But we may not have the full context of what that may entail and the context of the other priorities that we have that may be competing with our time. So when we first say no, we can take that time to think about it think about, all right, is this uh, actually higher priority than the other things that I'm working on? And then if it is, then yes, say yes, and then be on the same page with anyone else who needs to know about any reprioritization or deprioritization of other items. So that's a big thing for me. And that's, a, you know, connecting a little bit more dots here. One of the things that my new manager called out of... You know, are we overcommitting? Are we overcommitting with my OKRs that I'm managing this quarter? And answer is probably yes. I do have a team member now to help accomplish all these things. So that's not something that I've had before for a long time. So that's really good. But we'll see how this pans out with the projects, the initiatives that I'm scheduled to complete in Q1. Uh, one small thing for my book is to start and end with the main tenets. Because he started his book the first 90 days with these list of principles. I think between 5 and 10 that he had. And he explained them. And then obviously he wrote the book. And then at the end, in the conclusion, he resurfaced them. Talked about them again. And connected the dots with those principles with each of the chapters. 
So that's something to keep in mind of something that I may do for my book as well. Like, remember the main points at the beginning as you read the book. Read the book and then, oh yeah, this is now after you've read the book, connect the dots. Something else he talked about was importance of early wins, especially in the context of that break-even point. If you can, the way to get someone to that break-even point quicker, one of the ways is understanding the importance of early wins, secure those early wins, get that momentum building, because if you don't get that momentum building, this is going to be that much more of an uphill battle. So get those early wins, things that don't take that much time, but can be very important in the long, long term. And something that I'd noticed came to a understanding myself throughout reading the book was best value is integrative. That means is people don't have time to add things into their life. Really, when things are, when products or services add value, what they're really doing is integrating something into someone's own life and it's becoming easier to do something it's reducing the friction basically so you, you can either reduce the, dom the, the denominator in this case a value add over friction reduction right reduce the denominator or just simplify simplify the fraction here and what's that's what's happening so best value is integrative they want to remove things they want to simplify things make it less overwhelming, make things easier. That's what people are looking for. People aren't looking for solutions that's going to take time to implement. They want something quick, easy, simple, and less time. And that really is the essence of integration. So those are my high-level takeaways. Going to continue to have integration sections dis distillation of the main content and integration to my own life and even a TLDR section within these notes on my book vault free to the books so if you're inter interested in that take a look at my public book vault and my notes and it should be at the top I'm starting to do that first 90 days this is the first or second book that I've done that with. I'm going to continue doing that with the rest of the books that I read. So thanks for listening. Hope this was insightful and highly recommend book if you want to read and if you're especially a new leader going into a new role at a new company or at your existing company. Take a listen, take a read at the first 90 days by Michael Watkins. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Size Eyes in the Fully Content series. I will see you next time. Okay. Bent, 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 bent